What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on this T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today we're just in a quick little episode talking about the leucine threshold. So what even is that? Why does it matter? And how can you take advantage of it? We'll get into all that stuff in this episode. But before we do that, as always, if you find this episode helpful, go ahead and share it with at least one person who you think would find it helpful as well. As always, the more people we can get listening to the podcast, the better, because that means we're helping more people, and that's always the goal here. So if you could just share it with someone who you think it would benefit as well, that would mean a lot to me. And if you enjoy the episode, go ahead and take a screenshot, post it on your IG story, tag me in it, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, As always, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune in. I hope you find this helpful. And without further ado, here's today's episode. All right, so... Like I said in today's intro uh, to the episode, I'm going to keep this one relatively short and sweet. Whenever I do the science-based episodes, I never want them to be long and drawn out and dry and boring because it can be really easy to start rambling and getting super deep into the weeds. My goal with these is just break it down as simple um, and as easy to understand as possible because the reality is it doesn't matter how much of like the vocabulary and whatever that you know, it's just what you can actually go and apply. So I want to take this stuff and make it easier for you to actually go and apply and have actionable takeaways that will actually make a difference in the results that you're seeing. So what I want to talk about today is called the leucine threshold. So what even is that? Well, first we got to talk about what leucine is. Leucine is one of the branch chain amino acids, which is one of the essential amino acids, which is a category of, of, of amino acids, and amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So protein that we get from our diet is broken down into amino acids, and there are a few subcategories. So uh, branch chain amino acids are a subcategory of essential amino acids, and one of those branch chain amino acids is leucine. So hopefully you guys follow along with that. A lot of amino acids in there. Um, but just main takeaway, leucine is an amino acid that falls into the category of branch chain amino acid. And leucine, what it does, it's a little bit unique relative to the other amino acids in that it helps stimulate the process known as muscle protein synthesis. And it kind of, think of leucine like a key. It kind of ignites the engine to get it going. Um, and this, the key analogy is going to be important down the line. Keep that in mind. But what it does, your body, your body essentially uses leucine as a way to detect if there's enough amino acids around to begin the process of muscle growth. So you take in protein, uh, from a source like meat, fish, eggs, dairy, whatever, um, or even plant-based sources as well. Once you cross a certain threshold in the amount of leucine in that meal, your body's like, oh, okay, cool. Now I can start to build muscle. There's actually raw materials around. Because it doesn't look for all the amino acids. That would be a lot of stuff for your body to take care of all at once. Instead, it uses leucine as kind of like that, that proxy for, okay, there's this much leucine around, so there's probably enough amino acids to get the process going. Um, so leucine allows your body to know, okay, there's enough amino acids to get the process of muscle growth started it gets the process started and starts the phase of uh, muscle protein synthesis. And like I said, leucine is a branch chain amino acid um, and amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So to hit this leucine threshold, uh, we have to get protein in our diet. And um, the leucine threshold, so how many grams of leucine that we need to kind of get past this 
this amount to start muscle protein synthesis. Um, the research seems to indicate that it's somewhere around 2.5 or 3 grams of leucine to get uh, to achieve this desired effect of stimulating muscle protein synthesis. So how do you know if you're getting 2.5 grams of leucine from your diet? Now, you're not going to go ahead and track leucine. It's just not really doable um, for the average person, like without lab-grade equipment. So what you want to do is just look at the total amount of protein that you're getting. To stimulate muscle protein synthesis, the research seems to indicate that you want to get somewhere between 20 to 40 grams of protein in with the meal. And it's so like 20 is like the bare minimum. You start to, you see improvements going up to 40. It's kind of like the maximum. And then past 40, you don't really see any improvements when it comes to stimulating muscle protein synthesis. Now, if you go past the gas past the 40 grams of protein, you're still going to use the protein. It's just a matter of the muscle protein synthesis and stimulating that part, like getting it started. Um, it's not necessarily like if you go past 40 grams of protein, you're just going to piss it all out. That's not true. That's a myth. Um, that's a topic for a different episode. But to get the process of, of muscle protein synthesis going and to achieve uh, hitting that leucine threshold, somewhere between 20 to 40 grams of protein seems to be necessary. And where you want to fall in the spectrum really just depends. But especially if you're a plant-based eater, I would recommend going towards the higher end of that spectrum just because plant-based proteins, a lot of them aren't very high in leucine or some of them don't have any. So um, you want to make sure that you're getting enough of that in there. And the protein in plant-based sources tends to not be as bioavailable or as effectively used by your body. So you want to get more of it if you're a plant-based eater. And I would definitely err towards the, the 40 gram side of that range. Um, so <clears throat> what you want to do is just get 20 to 40 grams of a protein source in with each meal. That's going to be enough to stimulate the process of muscle protein synthesis. Because uh, that's going to be enough to achieve that 2.5 to 3 gram leucine threshold that we've been talking about to kind of let your body know, okay, cool, there's enough amino acids around, let's start the process of muscle growth. And ideally, you want to get anywhere between 3 to 5 or 3 to 6 um, separate servings of protein throughout the day. That seems to be the optimal amount that you want to stimulate muscle protein synthesis throughout the day like three to five separate feedings of protein throughout the day. It's really that simple. Uh, I could end the episode right there and you'd have everything you need. Um, what I want to talk about though is like, based on what I've talked about, if leucine helps get the process going of muscle protein synthesis, would more leucine equal more muscle growth? And in theory, it sounds like it could make sense. It sounds like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So I'm just going to supplement with some more leucine and that'll actually help me build some more muscle. In the vast majority of cases, it's not true. The only case where I could see that being true is in a plant-based eater who's not getting enough protein to begin with. But in the average person who's, I don't, I don't want to say the average person because the average person is not getting enough protein. Uh, but in the person who's getting enough protein, adding more leucine via supplementation isn't really going to do anything. Because remember um, how I said a couple minutes earlier, leucine is like a key. It gets the process going. So like when you turn on, when you use a key to turn on your car, turning the key even more or like turning it again isn't going to make it turn even more on or like go faster. Yeah, turning the key more isn't going to make the car go faster. That's not how it works. It just gets the process going. 
Um, it's the same thing with muscle leucine and muscle protein synthesis. Once your body recognizes that, okay, I'm at the, it's at the leucine threshold, it gets the process going, but adding more doesn't lead to the end product of more muscle growth. Because another analogy you could use to, to look at this is, um, is looking at um, like a construction like a construction site. Like the, the amino acids are the raw materials. Like all the other amino acids are the raw, are the raw materials. Like leucine is kind of like the guy that gives the okay to start building. Like just because you give the okay to start building multiple times doesn't mean that you're going to build any quicker or build any bigger of a building. You need the you need the raw materials to actually get you there. And the same thing with muscle growth. Leucine signals your body to get the process going, but you need the raw materials and the building blocks of all the other amino acids that you get from protein as well to actually complete the elongation phase of muscle growth, actually building the muscle. So just by supplementing more leucine, you're not going to achieve more muscle growth. And that's kind of why BCAA supplementation, because like we talked about, leucine is a BCAA. BCAA supplementation is kind of flawed. doesn't really do all that much. Not going to really help you in terms of muscle growth if you're getting enough protein to begin with, because it's not adding to that. Um, you're not getting a greater effect from just supplementing with more leucine. So main takeaway, get 20 to 40 grams of protein with each meal. Literally, if you do that, you're fine. And if you hear total daily protein intake, you're fine. You don't need to supplement with anything else. This podcast is more just education of like, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't fall for the hype. Don't fall for the supplements. If you get enough protein on a, on a daily basis and you spread it out decently throughout the day, like three to five times or three to five servings a day, you're going to be in a good place when it comes to muscle growth. You don't need to do anything extra in terms of like supplementing with BCAAs or even just leucine alone. EAAs, so essential amino acids have a little bit more application, but still nothing drastic. Um, the, again, the only application where I could see supplementing with leucine or supplementing with a BCAA supplement or an EAA supplement is very beneficial would be if you're a plant-based eater who's not eating enough protein. So if you're low protein and the protein that you're eating is not as great quality wise, then okay, so maybe supplementing with leucine may help. But think about it. If you turn on the process of muscle growth, but you don't have the raw materials to build muscle, it's not going to take you very far. So the biggest concern is to just make sure you're eating enough total protein, which is anywhere between 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight, depending on your goals. Biggest priority is make sure you're getting that in and make sure you're getting it from high quality protein sources. So ideally, animal sources like meat, fish, uh, poultry, dairy, stuff like that. Now, if you're plant-based, that's totally fine. You just gotta get, you just gotta make sure you're getting enough protein in, oftentimes even more, and making sure you're getting it from a variety of sources to make sure you cover the bases when it comes to the amino acid profile and hitting that leucine threshold. So hopefully that makes sense. Again, don't wanna dive too, too deep into the weeds. The main takeaway here is if you get three to five servings of protein throughout the day at 20 to 20 to 40 grams each, you're going to be in a good place hitting that leucine threshold on a regular basis, keeping muscle protein synthesis going throughout the day and, and going from there. You don't, you don't need to overcomplicate it. You don't need to supplement. You don't need to. You're good as long as you follow those simple rules. So let me know if this was helpful. Let me know if you learned a thing or two. Let me know what other topics you want me to see. You want to see me break down. 
uh, for you guys when it comes to science. Hopefully this, was, this, this episode was helpful for you. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. And as always, if it was helpful, go ahead and share it with someone else you think would find it helpful too. The more people we can get listening, the better, because that means we're helping more people. And last but not least, if you haven't already, definitely go check out the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization down below. Uh, teaches you exactly how to set up an individualized nutrition protocol for optimal athletic performance. So if you're an athlete, a parent of an athlete, a coach, you definitely want to read this. 75 pages, nine chapters, takes you through literally the whole process in a great amount of detail. So check that out. It's completely free. Um, all you got to do is just click down below and it'll be all yours. But again, hopefully this episode was helpful. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. I appreciate you taking the time out of your Monday to tune in. Let me know if you have any questions. As always, my inbox is always open for you. So if, any, if you have any questions, just let me know. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will catch you on Wednesday for the last installment of The Ultimate Guide to Fat Loss.